what is happening, ladies and gentlemen? We we're gonna try our best to keep our composure here tonight, but this isn't this is just more the, than the Philadelphia 76ers. This is just the life of a Philly sports fan. Tonight, it's it's another one of those absolute jokes where you just look at yourself as a Philly sports fan and you're like, it's just it's an absolute joke. Like, what else is there really to say? Now, trying to keep a focus on the Sixers here, it's right now, for right now. Uh all 120. 120 to 85 here to the Miami Heat game number five. Now, obviously, the Sixers took momentum in game three and game four. So you're going into game five and you're thinking to yourself, all right, well, if you just play kind of how you did in game two, three, and four, then you should be good going. But, you know, tonight, I, there's just no excuses. As a team, they didn't show up. I do think that fans were a little too bit harsh of what I saw on Joel Embiid. The dude is literally, like, on his last limbs right now trying to get this Philadelphia 76ers team into the Eastern Conference Finals. And what I saw tonight was just a guy who – possibly may have nothing left to give this dude is literally given everything he can he's got a broken face or a broken bone in his in his face he's got a, fra- a fractured thumb as well um he, he got re-injured here today that really absolutely scared the ever-living crap out of me here tonight and I, I i just i don't know where to go here from here like there is a possibility that they will win game six and it's very likely that they could win game six but to Expect them to come back in game seven and get a dub in Miami where they clearly can't. And they're a completely different team in Miami. This isn't just um, a coincidence. This happened in game one and game two. And the sad part is you had Joel Embiid back, and yet you still look similarly to what you looked like in game one and game two. And that is the concerning part about it. And then to top that off for Philly sports fans, the Philadelphia Flyers, who had the fourth, uh, who had the, the best odds to get the fourth overall selection, fall to number five. Um, they, we have the Philadelphia Union who get bounced in the U.S. Open Cup, and a lot of people are just freaking out because not all the stars were playing, even though you have a tough schedule ahead. Right now, the Phillies are playing, but we all know the status of the Phillies. I don't need to mention one game in particular last week, the New York Mets. But right now, this is just the ter- cherry on top, is now we are back to how we felt after game two, it, down in the dumps, not feeling confident going forward into game number six. And it, it's this just... <laughs> sucks man but hey listen this is why this is a we are here for you guys if you guys are six fans and feel the same way that i do right now we are putting the link in the chat so you guys can come on in and we can discuss tonight's game you can give me your thoughts on what you saw here tonight um so you guys are more than welcome to come and hang out backstage we'll get to you guys in just a little bit if not definitely keep throwing your comments in the comment section what's up facebook what's up youtube what is up twitter and of course what is up tiktok tiktok same thing you guys can throw your comments in the comment section. We'll get to those in just a bit. Um, keep rounding those up. If you guys watch the Sixers game, I want to know how you guys were feeling here tonight. Before we dive in today, real quick, ladies and gentlemen, I want to give a big thank you to our partner for here today's Sixers game recap. I want to thank La Terrain Watches. Make sure you guys check out La Terrain Watch, especially if you are in the market for a brand new watch. We're talking high-quality watches at a bargain price. Make sure you guys check out La Terrain Watches. And when you head on over to the checkout page, Make sure you guys use the promo code Barcelona Philly for 10% off of your purchase of a lot Terrain watch. We will definitely leave the link in the descriptions below. But thanks again to our sponsor here tonight of La Terrain. All right, let's get to a guy. So in this first quarter, there was some back and forth going on. Um, the Sixers had their only lead tonight was the most two points, and that was literally in the first uh, five minutes of this game, first minute of this game. And that was it. Miami took control 
um, throughout the game. It was really led by Jimmy Butler, especially in that late first, second quarter. Jimmy Butler got it going on. He was making buckets every which way. And in turn, he really, everyone else kind of fed off. And Max Strauss had a big bounce back game. He had three after three. I think he had three threes by halftime. And um, just the Sixers defensively, just they looked like they were a step behind the Miami Heat throughout this game. And Miami just took control. Miami really put the put the Sixers um, down in the dirt. And they really just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And this is the type of team that, look, they if they smell any ounce of fear, they will put you away. Our absolute predators, that's the way they play. And as an outsider, you have to absolutely love the way these guys are playing. They are playing behind Jimmy Butler. You watch the press, the post-game conference. You see P.J. Tucker and Jimmy Butler, and you see the camaraderie there. And it's like, that was Jimmy and Joel when he was here. It is so hard to watch that as they're just absolutely dominating us. And every and all those little categories that we always talk about, they dominate that as well. The Sixers had 15 turnovers to Miami's 11. Miami did definitely shot the ball a little bit better here today. They actually shot over 50% from the field. That's probably the best this entire series. And they shot 39% from the three-point line. That is definitely the best they've had shot in this, this, this whole entire series. But that goes to show 39% is solid. But this Miami team, it is still a beatable team. And even tonight, it just felt like if this team could play with a little bit more energy, they could absolutely beat this Miami Heat team. And it was just super, super frustrating and the way it happened. And, and it, it really felt like they threw the towel at the end of the third quarter. And they were just like, you know, it was what it was. You saw a lot of these bench players coming in halfway through the fourth quarter. Um, I, it was just so disappointing to watch. And and I just for me personally, like just myself, I know not everyone is fully in tune with Philly sports the way that I may be or some fan or some people who do watch this. These platforms are. Um, but, you know, after going through what went down with the Flyers, the Flyers draft lottery really got me down. I'm not going to lie. It really got me down because the sports gods said, F you, we absolutely needed that. And they put us back. And then the New Jersey Devils jump us yet again. The NHL draft lottery is an absolute joke. I'll, I'll talk about that another day for Flyers talk. But um, And then you get the Philadelphia Union. And then Miami gets up by 20. And then I look over to my laptop, and it's 2 nothing Philadelphia Union, U.S. Open Cup. And I'm like, there you go. There, there's my chances of you Cup. So at this point, like, I am literally down in, their, uh, down in the dumps. I'm literally just hunched over on the couch like this. Like, I'm sure everyone's done this before, too. Just, like, sitting here watching, like, in misery, like, this is my life. My life is is a fucking joke. Like the sports god literally don't want to see me happy because why would they want to see a city like Philadelphia happy? We're just a passionate bunch of jerk offs who just are just crazy about these sports teams. And it, I'm sorry, I'm going off on a tangent, guys. It's because this is that type of night. And I don't even want to I'm not even going to look at the Phillies because the last thing I need is for the Phillies to put the cherry on top of this shit Sunday and, and, and it just absolutely probably blow it against the Seattle Mariners. But let's get back to some basketball here, ladies and gentlemen. Enough. We'll talk about Philly sports a little bit later. But um, uh, I want to start with Joel tonight. <clears throat> I'm going to get a lot of criticism here. The performance wasn't great. I mean, the performances in Game Three and Game Four weren't great either. But what Joel Embiid did in Game Two, Game Three, and Game Four was he did a lot of the little things very, very well. He got the boards defensively. He he was doing a stifling job matching with one through five on the basketball court. Those switches that Miami likes to run, it, it they they really at um, they Joel really stopped it because he again he could defend one through five and he just 
physical presence out there that just just having Joel Embiid out on the court really changes the direct trajectories of trajectories of these games. And Joel Embiid, he just tonight just looked off. And of course, we do have to talk about the second quarter injury that literally shook us core where Dean Dedman goes for a rebound. And as Joel Embiid is also going for the rebound, grabs the ball, shoves it right in Joel Embiid. Now, this is I don't think it was malicious. I, I, I really do not believe Dwayne Dedman was not doing this out of malicious, maliciousness, but I it, it was just one. Of, it's a basketball play. The fact of it is it was just a basketball play. It hit Joel Embiid's face, and there's not much that you can do about that, guys. But, you know, it hits his face, and he goes right to the ground. He, he throws the mask off. He's rolling around, and... And, and, and if the, the, I don't know if it was the camera angle, but it looked like to me he was crying. He was in so much agony. And I'm just sitting here I'm like, please, Joel, please get up. Please get up, Joel. Please, please. I'm begging you to get up. He right away comes back into the game right after that. But what a scare that was. And after that moment, he just was not the same. Um, he definitely seemed like he was in pain. He kept like, you know blinking and, and touching his eye rubbing his eye I don't I don't know what exactly here's the thing as well we don't know exactly what he's going through all we know is that Joel Embiid is trying to be the ultimate competitor he wants to win this series here for his team he wants to win so bad he's going to if he can if he can stand he can breathe he's gonna play basketball and that's just the fact of the matter I saw too many that Joel Embiid doesn't care Joel Embiid's got the MVP on his mind um, Joel Embiid needs to be better. Like all this slander towards Joel Embiid, like guys, or Joel Embiid, if he's hurt, he shouldn't play. Like guys, like Joel Embiid is a dog. He is a competitor. The reason why we're at this point right now, we are down three, two in the second round to a, a solid team like the Miami Heat is because of Joel Hans Embiid. He wants to give it his all. Like, we were just killing Ben Simmons because he did not show up for his basketball team the Brooklyn Nets, in an elimination game with a back injury. He didn't even attempt to go out there. And Joel Embiid's got a sprained thumb. He's got a, a fractured bone in his face. And yet he's going out there and he's giving it his all and being a mismatch. My, give credit to Miami. Miami, right up, going to instill fear into the Sixers. And they did, and they ran away with it. I will say this. Miami, again, did not look like a dominating team. I feel like, again, this those performances where we shot ourselves in the foot and a good team like the Miami Heat took advantage of it. That is the way I look at it. And for Joel Embiid, I don't know what to expect in Game 6. And we're again and back into the uncertainty. I would love to believe that Joel Embiid back at home is going to come and motivate, but I do not know. My man is in serious, serious pain. And if, again, if he can stand and he can breathe, he is going to play. I do think he will bounce back. That is the nature of Joel Embiid. But man, oh man, the, he's and the pace that he was moving with as well. That was definitely a problem. And, and yes, the team definitely followed suit. They don't see their star player going full, you know, 100 miles per hour the way Joel Embiid does with that effort, with that tenacity. That's very He's a very contagious player. And in two, everyone else kind of struggled. Um, your backcourt, James Harden and Tyrese Maxey, both struggled tonight. Nine points for Maxey. He was 2 of 10 from the field, so he was definitely taking his shots. But they just were falling, and that happens from time to time. Um, he was 1 of 4 from the three-point line as well. 
And one thing I noticed as well, like from this team, is why were we not getting down in the paint more often? Like if you, and this is the same thing that happened in game one. It's the same thing that happened in game two. You were outscored in points in the paint by 20 points. In a game where Joel Embiid is just not 100%, you know he cannot shoot the ball either. And why are we trying to take these many shots? Why are we trying to space out the court when you just need a bucket? You need to attack the paint, ladies and gentlemen. You took 32 shots from the three-point line here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. You were 9 of 32. That is good enough for 28%. All you needed was a buck, couple buckets to just cut the, cut the bleeding. You know, in the third quarter, when you cut the lead down to 10 points, you got an opportunity there. And then Miami gets back two, two buckets back. Just find the, find the basket. Feed Joel in the paint. James Harden, Tyrese Mack, drive in the paint. You know, Maxie got a couple buckets. I mean, only, he only had two buckets here tonight, really. And then he he made uh, the most of his other shots in the at the free throw line. But, get, like, why are we going back to Maxie, getting him full speed and letting him drive to the basket? Harden, as well, only have, had 14 points here as, uh, as well. And he, he scored most of those points in that first half. And he really kept the Sixers. He really was the one keeping them or getting runs going for them in that second half. He made some uh, two big threes. In that in that second quarter, that was only three she really had. But then again, he died off, kind of like how he's been doing in the second halves throughout the playoffs. Fourteen points for for James Harden. You had uh, you had six points from Danny Green. He was two four two four from three point. Obviously, that's what he's going to be taking. And he was someone else. Third quarter, in the bucket, he's making a threes. And you just didn't capitalize off that either. You any any chance that someone made a big shot in a big moment, whether it was George's Niang or whether it was Danny Green, or whether it was Tyrese Maxey, um, Joel Embiid. It didn't matter who it was. Tobias Harris, it did not matter. No, you, They just did not capitalize. I'm sorry, not George Niang. I'm blanking on that. George Niang had a big, fat zilch here tonight throughout the stat sheet. And that's another problem, too. Like, we talked about this. If you get, let's say, like, at least four, three, five threes from both um George's and Danny, there's like no way you're losing a game. And you got two threes from both those guys. Those those guys are your shooters. Those guys are your two main shooters as far as depth goes. Those guys have to make those threes. That's what they do. They are shooters. They provide space out on the court for you. And they're supposed to provide defense for you, but one is a little old. The other one is just not that athletic. And that's kind of what that goes down. There was times in this game where I really wanted to buy his head. Like, so obviously Maxi was... Harden, you know, we know Harden is at this point, and Joel's hurt, and it's like, all right, so Tobias is the one guy who we know can take can over, take over games and can can really get us back into it, and even him couldn't couldn't even get this team back, and and once and I really did feel like once they felt like Joel was kind of out of it, like Miami attacked, Miami attacked the basket. That's where you saw those fifty six shots. Um, obviously, the turnovers were bad for the Philadelphia Sixers as well. And Miami got 15 fast break points too. They were doing everything. They were controlling the pace. They were playing solid defense. Uh, even obviously, Bam Adebayo is going to be able to contribute from that as well. And you know, when, I mean, he only had 12 points here today, and that really came all from from one instance. But once you got everything clicking, it's just so tough to to stop these guys. It, it just it just really is, guys. Uh, it was an absolute. It, it, it was again another performance where. You you, sh you should have played better. 
I mean, 30, and, and the worst part is you look at the scoreboard and you see a 35-point loss. But to me, it wasn't as bad as what you saw here tonight. And this is going to be one, and I mean, you hear Doc Rivers talking about it as well. This is one where you, you just kind of throw out the, you come back and play, you play your game come come Thursday night on game, game six. Obviously, now you're in an elimination situation. We obviously play much better at home, so I, I do feel confident. I mean, I feel confident going into tonight, but I do feel confident that you will come back um, in game six and and, uh, and and be able to tie this up and take it back to Miami for game seven. But, I mean, I think that I really truly feel that the injury in the second quarter to Joel Embiid was the turning point in this game. I really feel like if that didn't happen, the Sixers would have gotten on a run and things would have changed. But the energy has to be there on Thursday. And, I, and that's why I think that the Sixers will get it done because the energy typically at the center is much better. They typically feed off of off of the, the, the center, but it has to be better than what you saw here tonight, guys. I, I just, it, it's just one of those games, man. It's just one of those games and it's frustrating. It is definitely frustrating. Uh, no energy, no passion, absolute trash of a game. Yeah, I mean, that was that was bad. That was bad. That Miami Heat team is not that good. And now this is three games where you make them look like an elite basketball team. And I know we're coming home, and obviously we've been in the situation before where you know you look you look like you're down in the dumps and you just erupt in game three and game four. But you know, it's really on Joel. This Joel is literally the engine for this team. If Joel's not functioning at all, at all on all cylinders, struggles. I mean, James Harden is not the same player. Joel's the presence. Um, I mean, Ty, we've seen Tyrese Maxey be able to score on his own, but tonight he was off. So that, that you got to take that out out of the out of the factor. I mean, Tobias Harris is is one who can score on his own as well. But I mean, Tobias Harris has gotten this role where he's been working and just that catch and shoot type of dude, and he's that. That it was it was tough when you can't get when you can't get any good ball movement going on. It was it was really tough here tonight. What's up, Ryan? What's going on, man? Uh, Joel couldn't ha- uh, have enough energy to get into transitions. Box out the rebounds. He was listen. Joel was straggling a lot, and that was killing it too. Like Joel in this game really needed to. And I'm not one of these people. And we talk about this all the time. I hate those type of fans who are just always bitching and complaining about. Joel Embiid, and it's typically those fans who grew up in the older eras of basketball. Even like those fans who those those fans in my group group bracket age bracket who grew up with you know the the two thousand centers, the Shacks of the world, Samuel Bear, all my Sixers fan in those eras. Um, the center position has changed a lot. You have centers who are able to stretch out the court. You know you got centers who go all the way up to the top of the key to set up a pick. And then off the roll, are able to pop a shot near the foul line or at that three-point line as well. It, it, the center position has evolved. So, and Joel Embiid is really good at that. But when you have the circumstances you have at hand with Joel Embiid, you gotta feed him in the paint. And when you need a bucket, like you got, you're bleeding. You are bleeding. You don't need a three-point shot. You just don't. I don't understand why they kept taking three-point after three-point, whether it was James or Tyrese or Tobias or Danny. Just fucking get a layup, dude. You just need to cut the bleeding. Stop worrying about overcoming a a 10-point deficit in the second quarter when you just need to get on a run. You just need a bucket. It's just flat-out ridiculous, man. 
Uh, George Niang got to make three uh, pointers. I mean, yeah, dude, he's and that's a problem. If he's not shooting three, he he's a mess. He really cannot help you. And you could just tell too, like the confidence on that three just was not there. Like I I know when Danny Green is on, or I'm sorry, uh, George Niang. I'm talking about George. Niang. I know when George Niang is on, and it's not typically that he gets on all the time. But when he's on, you can tell when he's on that that jump shot is shot with more confidence. I just not feel that here tonight. He was on the ground rolling around way too much. He almost got into a Jimmy Butler. Like, what are you? Do not get PJ Tucker is one thing. Jimmy Butler is a totally different thing. You do not want to pick on Jimmy Butler. It, it, it's just it's just not a recipe for success. And look, I, I'm not one who says that like believes that George Niang does not belong on this team or on the court. I do think he can help this team, but he's not a six man. He is like at best an eighth to ninth man. And I think that is fair to say. And there is nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong to come into a game 12 minutes in, in the game and, you know, just give you give your team six points, give your team a couple big shots. There's nothing wrong with that. But he's just got to do that. And the problem is we don't have depth. And that's the problem with this team as well. Like the depth as well got expose again um when you have the big four really not doing much who else is going to help this team out you know danny green tried again here tonight but it just was not falling he wasn't getting those seven threes that he's got before who else is going to step up shake shake milton shake now shake had nine points here tonight but he had eight attempts he had eight uh shots tonight he only made two of those it's just shake milton Man, I, Shake Milton really hoaxed us. Like, who remembers that Clippers game before? The, was it the pandemic year? The pandemic year. He drops like 32 against the L.A. Clippers. Dude was on fire. Like, I, I, what happened to that kid? That kid is long gone. I don't ever think that's going to come back either. It, that, to me, is crazy. Absolutely crazy. Uh, what's up, Morgan? What's going on, brother? Uh, my Warriors, man, one game away. Warriors are up 3-2. Is that what's going on? Look at those Warriors. Wish my Sixers were up 3-2. That being up 3-2 in a series, that'd be nice. All right, TikTok, what's going on? Again, guys, if you guys were watching this game, this Sixers game, uh, drop your comments in the comment section. We're, we're discussing right now uh, the Sixers' 120-85 loss in Game 5. What is happening? Uh, Moff, Moff D, I did talk about, I did watch the U.S. Open Cup. I was watching it during the Sixers game. We're actually going to talk about that right after this. So, Moff D, if you uh, have some time, definitely come back in. We'll talk about U.S. Open Cup. Um, One goal. I mean, yeah, you always got to trust the process. I just definitely think that, um, I definitely think there's a chance this team can move on to the next round, but they have to win in Miami now. And that's the scary part is they are a different team in Miami. And I, I don't trust that. But I, I always trust the process, man. I always trust the process. Maddie Bear, my sister didn't wear a sixer hoodie. That's why we lost. Man, you got to get her that hoodie. Game day, you got to bat her door at morning. Give her that hoodie right before she goes to school. You're not taking this off. We need to win. All right. I don't care if you're sweating. You got to wear the hoodie. The sixer success is dependent on you. You got to wear this hoodie. That's all I got to say, man. <laughs> uh, DMV Drew, I missed the game. I, um, dude, that sucks, dude. That's why you listen to it. 
How's Joel doing? Joel is not doing so well. I mean, we'll see. We'll hear what the word is on him. Um, I would like to know how exactly he's feeling or if he aggravated something or something worse happened. But yeah, I mean, tonight he looked fatigued. Uh, he looked hurt. He looked like his body was aching. And that is a real concern here. He's going to go out there for game six. And that's the thing. He's going to go out there no matter how hurt he is. If he can stand and he can breathe, he's going to be playing, guys. And that's just that's just Joel Embiid, man. Uh, Dom looked tight. Let Miami have this laugh. Yeah, man. I, I agree, man. It's just it's just a rough night for for uh, Philly sports fans. Game six is completely different. It, all right, so let me get this straight. So when I do Union match recaps, none of you Union fans show up. But when I'm doing the Sixers game recap during a, a devastating playoff loss, now you guys show up? I'm sitting here thinking there's no Union fans, and now you guys show up during the wrong show. Come on, guys. Get with it. <laughs> it's all good. I appreciate it, though. I really do. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Nick. Um, who was the other one? Uh, Nick and Mofty. Mofty, I appreciate you guys. Go Union. Go go Sixers. Go Sixers. Uh, Niang couldn't hit a shot. Dude, that, that's that's the life of George's Niang. That is the life of watching George's Niang as... Um, so I got YouTube right in front of me. I was watching the highlights before I I was watching the six highlights before I hopped on it. So now YouTube's going on on a whirlwind. Um, but just popped up on my on the YouTube's was last night's Bucks versus uh, Celtics game. Jason Tatum went off and put this team in a position to tie it up, and they did. Now they're the game five in Boston. Yeah, in Boston, but. How about Al Horford going off? Now, I made this joke on TikTok, and of course TikTok took it the wrong way because why wouldn't TikTok take it the wrong way? And if they would listen to my content throughout the past three years, they would understand my thoughts on Al Horford. I still own the jersey, by the way. But listen, the Sixers fans have every right to be upset with Al Horford going off of the Boston Celtics. We wanted that to work. We really did. And there was a real partnership going on with Joel and Al, but... In 2020, uh, 22, you cannot have twin towers like that anymore. Like that just does not work. All right, but you have every right to feel upset seeing Al Horford absolutely going off against the Milwaukee Bucks. He's yamming on Giannis Antetokounmpo. We have every right to feel that way. People telling me how I'm supposed to feel is the most funniest shit ever. That's why I laugh in your face. <laughs> What's up, Juan? Good see you. Juan. I haven't seen you in a while, man. It's good seeing you, brother. I hope all is well, brother. Uh, Sixers are 0 and 6 in their last game. Five. 0 and 6. You really went that far deep, huh? So they lost game five against the Celtics in 2012. No, that was 2011. I'm sorry, 2011. They lost to the Boston Celtics in 2011. Sixers versus Celtics. Now I really want to know. That that series really, it's that series still haunts me to to this day. Today's day. All right, uh, semifinals. Uh, okay, so game five, they did lose. That was a bad loss to 101-85 loss to the Boston Celtics. Your leading scorer against the Boston Celtics on May 21st, 2012 was Evan Turner, right? No, I'm sorry. It was Elton Brand. What? <laughs> Y'all, y'all, y'all got to listen to this. This is your starting lineup for the 2012 playoff team for the Philadelphia 76ers. Spencer How Spencer Halls at center, Elton Brand at the four, Iggy at the three, Drew Holiday at, no, this can't be right. 
<coughs> I would assume that in this area, you're putting Drew at the one, Turner at the two, Iggy at the three. I would put Spencer Halls at the four and Elton Brand at the five. But that is absolutely hilarious. And then obviously your sixth man was Lou, uh, Lou Will. LaVoy Allen, the Camden GOAT. LaVoy Allen, Temple's finest drive, 12 points off the bench, dude. What? 12 points off the bench. I, this is great, man. This is what I needed right now because I was I was going through it with, mentally with what the heck happened tonight. Uh, two rebounds only. Really? I wonder where he got his 12 points. I wish I could get that. Uh, Thad Young had six off the bench. Jody Meeks dropped zero points in 11 minutes. See, Jody was a shooter. Jody was a knocking. He didn't even attempt a three, though. It's very weird. Uh, nine for Lou Will. Had uh, 11 from Evan, 10 from Drew, and 10 from Spencer Halls. Wow, what a what a what a uh, what a trip down memory lane, man. That's that wild, man. But yeah, dude, 0 and 6 in game five situations, and it is what it is. You still have a chance though to to move on to the Eastern Conference Finals, but now your road just got made even tougher, man. Uh, M Doke, what's going on, Morgan? What's up, Morgan? What's going on, brother? How you feeling? Thanks for checking on in. What's up, Charlie? What's happening? Uh, and, you know, there were horrible passes in the first quarter to Embiid down low in the paint. Just sloppiness and laziness throughout the game, really. And I, I do think that Embiid's effort or energy really didn't help the situation. The Sixers go where Joel takes them, and he really just wasn't helping that cause either, man. That's a good point. Thanks, Tim, so much. I know. I appreciate that, man. Charlie, I'm doing... I'm doing all right, Charlie, for considering the day that we had as Philly sports fans. I'm actually doing not too bad, man. Not too bad. So, look, backs up against the wall again. You're now in an elimination situation. This is obviously the first time in the playoffs we have felt this. Um, you don't have the driver's seat, and you got punched in the mouth here tonight. You really got punched. You, you really got fucked up. That's a better term. They really got fucked up here tonight. So now how do you respond? You're back at home. You're going to have that great Sixers crowd. And by the way, the Heat crowd, again, was super weak. I, and that's that's what makes it even worse. Is like there's no home court advantage at, at, at whatever they call that arena. And yet th this team still looks so flat. They look so lost at that arena. I just that makes no sense to me either, man. But we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. So game uh, game number six will be at 7 p.m. on Thursday. Mark your calendars. Get some rest, guys. We're going to need all the energy possible for that uh, for that series there or for that game. So we shall see. Um, uh, up next, guys, we're going to do the Union Match recap. We're going to talk about the U.S. Open Cup. So if you guys stay tuned for just a second, we will have that live for you as well as we're going to talk about that loss for the Union. Uh, but, guys, seriously, thank you so much for tuning on in. really means a lot to me. If you guys enjoyed the content, please do me the solid by hitting the like button. And, of course, if you haven't already, make sure you guys join the family. Subscribe to the channel as we talk Philly sports all the damn time, so never miss out. And, of course, you can find all this content wherever you stream podcasts as well. Find it under Oyen Philly Sports, and uh, make sure you guys do that too. I want to give a big thanks to our friends in Lots of Rain Watches. Make sure you guys check out Lots of Rain Watches as well. And when you make a purchase at, at the checkout page, make sure you guys use the promo code Barcelona Philly for 10% off of your purchase of a Lots to Rain Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Barcelona Philly, and I am telling you guys, Sixers and Seven, hopefully, please talk to you guys soon.